have a really strong appreciation for for everything. I really truly appreciate the people who who give me the the same type of friendship that I try to give them, things that are actually reciprocated. I truly appreciate that. I have an appreciation for the jobs that I have. I have appreciation for the money I'm making, the car that I drive. I I think about this all the time because I, I want to be appreciative for the things that I do have. Welcome back to Less Tech More Neck. This is your boy Devontae. And this is Eric. Less Tech More Neck. Mm, y'all hear what I say. Less Tech More Neck. For your mother and your brother, we gonna hear from Eric and Devontae. It's strange times and these are strange days and it's strange people living strange ways. So expect Less Tech More Neck. So this episode, I thought we'd do something a little bit different, and I wrote down tons of fucking questions, hoping that they're a little bit out of the box, and I'm going to ask Eric, and obviously I'll answer these as well, and the, the point of this is just to be kind of lighthearted, there's also going to be some type of deep questions on here, but I think it's just to be a little different, maybe you thought of this, maybe you you haven't, and I'm curious. I'm really curious to now, too. Out. I haven't looked at these at all, so. I this literally wrote these down, like, fucking two hours ago, <laughs> before <laughs> my appointment, two hours ago. All right, so let me get into the first question here. Now, I don't know, I don't even know if this, like, can really apply to you, but <laughs> how did you get over your first love? Oh. <laughs> Dang, that's, uh, that's deep. Because you're right, does that apply to me? Probably not. I mean, you have to ask yourself, has there ever been a woman that you've ever been in love with? Felt that real love for a a woman? No, I haven't. I know I haven't. Oh, so that question doesn't even apply to you. Uh So anyone out there listening, yeah. Also, ask yourself these questions too, right? Whoever out there is listening, I want you to ask yourself these questions. Because again, maybe you haven't actually ever thought of these. How'd you get over your first love? So for me... (laughs) How I got over my first love, I was fucking 18, 19 years old. That was a fucking event for me. I couldn't listen to music. I couldn't watch movies. I remember I was sitting down playing a video game, and I was trying to play music, and I started playing it, and I was like, dude, I can't even, like, my enjoyment for music was gone. And so it took a lot of work. I was in the gym hard as fuck, and I had to, like, mentally tell myself, like, I'm good without this person. And that took... That took me probably about a month. Now, I know for most people it takes a lot longer, but I was, like, seriously putting work in. And that's like, And that's the only time you've been heartbroken? That's the, Oh, that's the only time I've really been heartbroken. Mm-hmm. Truly. And I told myself I would never feel that way again. And I haven't. <laughs> like Because that, that was fucking detrimental. I, I remember I drove. We broke up. I was at her place. We broke up. You know, I, I hugged her mom. Her mom was like, oh, it's so fucking stupid, which is fine because her and her her mom and I would still stay in touch for a while. And I drove to the park and it started raining and I sat in my car and I cried for like an hour. Sat in the parking lot at, at the park by the, by the skate park and I cried while it was raining. No music on, it was just me. Silence, crying. <laughs> I was hurt. That took, what? No, continue. <laughs> I was just going to say that took, that took a, lot of, uh, a lot of work. A lot of work in a month to really get over there. No, I'm jealous, man. I've never felt that. Uh, that's a feeling. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's real. I mean, again, how I view the world is is just 
Man, I was trying to send myself back. I did send myself back to caveman times, you know. Even with my friends when I was, you know, in my teen, late teens, 20s, it was always like, you know, I was like, huh, like, fuck fuck how society's structured right now. I was like, I want to live with all my boys and we'll just accumulate wealth, have sex with as many women as we can. Mm. You know, I was like, love, like, I love my my male friends. I didn't, I was like, lo- like love for a woman. I didn't believe in it. And I don't know if I still believe in it. I'm I'm trying to get myself to be open to it, to realize I'm like, okay, maybe we probably do need each other as much as I like practicing my polygamy, mm-hmm. polygamist ways. You know, but I, I still like don't see myself as living any traditional life at all. Like I don't want a big house in like Timnith, sending my kids to school every day. Like, no, I don't see myself living here forever. That's for sure. But you know, if I did have love for a woman, you know, she, she would understand that it's not, well, I would argue love is always conditional on both, both ends, obviously, but that it's not, I mean that I'm obviously I'm an odd duck. You know, it's like, I do not want the conventional, you want to drive your Yukon around to take the kids to school. Like, and no, mm. that's not going to be for me. So I don't know. I, I haven't thought about it much, but it'll be interesting to see in the future. Yeah. I, I wouldn't wish that pain on anybody. Really? It's that Cause bad. it was, it was, fuck, dude, it was brutal. <laughs> it's not the worst pain ever. There's definitely been worse, but it, like having your first heartbreak. Oh my God. That is like. It's a very, very big moment in your life. I think everybody has to go through it, but it, <laughs> it's real. It, I'm it sure can make folks. it can make people cold yeah. for a while. Like I already have a problem feeling feelings from people. Hmm. And I think that definitely still plays a role. I'm over everything. Yeah. Like I don't sit there and dwell on it at all. I have no no problem with anybody. And I'm over I'm over all types of heartbreak. But I think it's it's conditioned me because it's been so long since I've like felt something like that. But it's due. It's gonna happen. I have faith. All right. So, is there anything that you're lying to yourself about? Anything that I'm lying yeah. to myself? Yeah. Are you about? lying to yourself about anything? Uh, whew. that's a deep one. That's a that deeper deep. one. I was gonna say, like, I thought these were supposed to be lighthearted. They are. I mean, some of these are gonna be lighthearted, but I, you know me. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um. Yeah, probably am I really over, I would say, the childhood issues I've had with being around biracial? Mm-hmm. Probably not. It's easy to say, like, oh, I'm confident now and all these things. And it's like, ah. it's hard when you, you have a mixed identity and obviously you know you look different than everyone around you. And now, obviously, that's not the case. There's so many mixed race people. So it feels less weird for me, for sure. But at the time, you know, it was so, like, walloping to me as, like, my identity or human. I'm still working on it. I know that. I, it's easy to say it's fine and just trying to tractor through life, you know, but it's it's good to feel. And actually, I appreciate that question because it makes me think about it. Just like, eh, it's something I need to reflect on and, and actually, and I think it's important for everyone to really love yourself for who you are. It's very important. So Yeah, I think uh, that's a that's a really tough question to answer. I was going to say, yeah. You Especially <laughs> because, I mean, because we we like to believe that we're so strong and that we're not really lying to ourselves about anything but there's got to be something that we're lying to ourselves about <laughs> it's just like it it's a really deep question you really have to internalize your thoughts on this i think what i've kind of come to terms with is at one point in time i wasn't a good person like i really wasn't a good person at least in my mind and i would lie to myself about being a good person <laughs> but i wasn't i wasn't you know I've done some things where I'm not not proud of them, but I've done them and they are 
they are what they are. And I, I would tell myself I was still a good person, but I, I wasn't. And as a grown man, I can I can say that full heartedly now that a couple of years ago, I was not a good person. <laughs> I was definitely not a good person. And I think that's something I used to learn to myself about, which I don't anymore. Uh, currently, is there anything that I am lying to myself about? I don't think so. I think I've been pretty open about situations. So no, I don't think there is currently. Um, what mistakes have you made that you've struggled to forgive yourself for? <laughs> that you struggle to forgive yourself for? Oh, Not forgiveness word. from somebody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the it's funny. the Yeah, injury to the shoulder. The, the kid, too. I mean, having a child uh, you didn't know about. It's It comes and goes. It's like anything else. I would say my injury actually more so, my shoulder, because I live with that every day of, like, I physically feel it, and it's fucking brutal. I'm going to need a shoulder replacement. It's like, oh, man, like all those drunk times that could have been avoided, you know. Obviously, the kid, too. Same thing. I'm not attributing to all my injuries to drinking, but a lot of them are. So I like to have fun. Yeah. And it caught up to me. So you still you still are hard on yourself about the choices you made? Absolutely. Mm. The last 10 years, for sure. Do you think that that's becoming easier to forgive yourself about? Oh, no. No, unfortunately. I, uh, I don't dwell on it, but um, you know, I view it as a way to teach or or learn from, you know, my experiences, other people's, ex- and, and help other people kind of navigate things through life. Obviously what this podcast is all about. Mm-hmm. So, but I mean, it all happened, right? Yeah. So I, it, you, there's nothing that you can take back. You are the person you are based on the experiences in your life. Mm-hmm. And again, not, it wasn't all bad. I've explored all over the country, done a lot of fun things, hung out with, I've met a lot of cool people, hung out with a lot of great people. But again, life, you could treat it as a big party, which is fine, but it'll catch up to you, and you'll feel it. Oh, it'll catch up to you. Eventually, it's just not fun anymore. You, yeah, you know, you start doing the things, the activities you really enjoy doing, mm-hmm. and they're no longer tasteful to you. Mm-hmm. They feel numb. You feel numb because you're just like, oh, there's probably more. Yeah, there's probably more to life than this. You know, like what are we all here for? I mean, it is procreation. That's why I fucking look at the insanity online, all the shit going on. You know, I drove a guy the other day. I didn't even tell you a guy. OnlyFans. He's literally, I'll tell he does his OnlyFans. He was like a 24-year-old kid. He he, he performs for OnlyFans? OnlyFans, yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, man, it's crazy. Like, I make enough to have my apartment and live alone. I'm like, damn, that's crazy. It's like, yeah, our, our sex drives, you know, that drive us, whatever that unique to each person, definitely amplified by the internet, by the way. <laughs> You know, it's, it's what we're here for. It's why there's 8 billion people on the planet. And obviously there's different kinks and weird shit. And obviously I've pushed the envelope of, of everything. Envelope pusher. But at the end of the day, it, I think that's the crazy thing about what's going on is like, yo, men and women, let us forget what this is for. It is literally to actually make another life. You know, whether you're on birth control. I mean, there's so many forms of contraception now that it's truly a free-for-all out there i mean you've heard my stories and i'm i would say i'm kind of a normal guy now there's people going way crazier than me yeah i mean that makes you know the last 10 years of my life of oh shit like all those times i've hooked up (laughs) as fun as they were you know in the moment or whatever it's like shit this is real you know it's like this is yeah it's a game it's a simulation because i know she's on birth control or i'm wearing a a rubber but it's still chemically altering both of our brains of like oh we're actually going to make a kid Mm -hmm. and you get to see how much 
it destroys your ability to pair bond. You talk about me, not the first question. Have I ever been in love? No. Can I ever be in love? I do believe I can. <laughs> will it look very odd for me or will it be difficult for me? Absolutely. Because, you know, and I do believe for men and women, people argue what, you know, it's more damaging for women. Your ability to pair bond absolutely decreases the more partners you have for both men and women. Um, and it, you can see it. It makes the biggest difference. How much that other person kind of influences you. You know, I would argue men probably influence, you know, in heterosexual relationships, men influence women more. Mm-hmm. And it's like, holy shit, like, you know, this isn't a game. Obviously the kid of like, this isn't a game. It's like, this is fucking real. It's like, that was oh, a yeah. drunken night, one, you know, drunken monkey. One night stand. How many people that are listening right now have had one of those, you know? Literally had that conversation today with somebody. <clears throat> I'd love to see the statistic of how many people are having one night stands and how many of those actually result into a child. Uh, I, you know, I've Ubered enough people now that it's pretty common. Mm-hmm. Either a lot of people, I'm, I'm, you know, obviously what, mm-hmm. why we get along so well, we really bring out people to, to admit stuff to us. But, um, yeah, a couple guys telling me they got their girlfriends pregnant and they, you know, whether they had the kid or get an abortion, you know, so it's and like getting it just kind of getting abortions like, oh, it's just another thing to do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's, it's very common, especially with the internet with how easily sex is available. The mm-hmm. fact we don't face rejection, the fact we're able to ask, you know, a bajillion people out, jerking off to porn, OnlyFans, all that stuff. So I would argue, I mean, or not argue, I, I believe that it's it has to be higher. I mean, for sure, STIs. I mean, I think they've been able to eradicate some, but it's ballooned, everything has. We're, we're living this crazy, it's like all the internet and the iPhone did was, it's like we're putting the foot on the gas. Like post-World War II, all of the technological developments, the conveniences of life, it allowed for faster rate of change, the ability to communicate and the ability to travel. We've literally narrowed that down to nothing. Like while recording this, I could pull up my phone and be like, oh, text my mom while simultaneously looking at fucking, you know, random cat videos and, you know, emailing someone for work or it's, it's made it. So we're like, we've put our foot on the gas pedal and we've lost control of the car. That's what it feels like to me. That's what I see with myself. I see it with other people. What it looks like for each person is is variant based on their temperament, their experiences, everything else. Mm-hmm. But people don't appreciate how fast the rate of change is and what's that, what is that doing to our, mm-hmm. to our brains. You know? So that's kind of a good segue. What have you been taking for granted lately? <laughs> how lucky I am. How lucky I am that I have two parents that really care about me mm-hmm. and that I've been given the opportunity to do anything, anything I wanted. It's a pretty absurd time to be alive, to say the least. But I uh, recognize how much my parents have done for me. And yeah, I've turned it into this absurd game. And I definitely have not been always behaving or doing things in a manner that, you know, I would want to see my son behave. That's on me. I'm not blaming anyone for it. But yeah, taking for granted that they, they gave me the ability to create and do something amazing with my life and bring meaning to not only my life but people around me so i'm doing this man so i'd say my parents for sure you know i i see them quite a bit but i know you know now that they're retired they want to come up all the time which is cool i just know how lucky i am because not a lot of people have that in their lives Mm -hmm. at all that's actually a a, a tougher question for me i don't know i'd have to actually sit down and truly think about that what do i take for granted because i don't really take a lot of things for granted I have a really strong appreciation for for everything. I really truly appreciate the people who who give me the 
the same type of friendship that I try to give them, things that are actually reciprocated. I truly appreciate that. I have an appreciation for the jobs that I have. I have appreciation for the money I'm making, the car that I drive. I, I think about this all the time because I, I want to be appreciative for the things that I do have. I think maybe I take for granted the bad experiences that I've had because those are things that's truly made my character what it is. The, the tough times of your lives. Yeah. Going, not, through, going through turmoil. Yeah. Hard, hard times. I think I talk about them in a negative sense, even though they've turned out to be a very positive thing for me. I don't think a lot of people can sit there and, and say that. Uh, negative, negative situations that they've went through in life turn into be positives for them. And maybe I, I take those situations for granted, even though they suck to go through, but they're the things that have built me. So I, I guess that would be my answer, even though I have an appreciation for most things. That's a good question. You know, when I was writing these down, I didn't even think of the answers for myself. No. I was just, yeah, I was just literally writing them down. I was like, oh, these are good. These are good. These are good. These are good. And I'm just fucking. So here we are asking them. <laughs> all right. This one, this one could be a little more fun. I think they're all serious, but they're fun. What's the one thing you can't tolerate in others? Dishonesty. <laughs> you know, ultimately we're all our. We are like absurd little creatures running around here and people usually kind of manipulate things that kind of fit their best interest that I've learned over doing my job for as long as I have. And um, again, it's not universal by any means, but it just seems that people have a tough, tough time being honest. And I get it because there's, there's a lot at stake when you're not truly authentically yourself or, or just being like, damn, I did this and I need to tell, should probably admit that to person, whatever. And um, as hard as it is just to be like, I'm imperfect and I'm okay with that. So, no. Yeah. No lying to <laughs> Eric, folks. Don't lie to him. <laughs> I think I... I think I don't like when people make assumptions about me without knowing me. I think that's something I, I really have a hard time tolerating. Now, I could be totally in my head about a lot of things which is a high possibility but i I really don't like when people make a a, an assumption without knowing me at all like they haven't even really had a conversation with me people who just see me one way and they're just like oh that's like people who don't like me I, i don't care if people don't like me first of all but people who don't like me they truly have never got to know me i can only think of one person in my entire life who has like an actual reason not to like me maybe two, maybe two people who actually have a legitimate reason for not liking me. Other than that, you, there's really no reason not to like me. <laughs> I'm a great fucking person. <laughs> so cocky. I know. Uh, but I am a good person. I, no, you're a good guy. Yeah. yeah, I think it's, I think it's making an assumption about me without, or making an assumption about my friends without ever actually knowing them. I think that really drives me crazy. That's fair. I stick up for my friends a lot. <laughs> Probably too much sometimes, actually. I think because I value friendship so much that I think I give people that friendship title in the in the friendship that I would expect in return and that I like to give, but I'd never get it in return from most people. And I stick up for those people, but I shouldn't. <laughs> I really shouldn't. No. Because I find myself trying to have like an actual friendship with people and they don't give me the same it, it's not reciprocated which is fine 
because it just means like you don't think of me as I think of you. Mm. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person or I'm a bad person. It just means that we're not going to be friends. Mm -hmm. We'll be more of acquaintances. And I think some people think I'm an asshole for that. But again, these people also don't ask questions of why. So, and I don't need to explain it to anybody because I can just do it myself and take myself off this, this perpetuating will of me going above and beyond. I think it's another question on here that I wrote. Yeah. What's a piece of yourself you give away too early? <laughs> a piece of yourself you give away too early. Yeah. In what way? Like how, however you hear that, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> So like mine was an example basically of giving away real friendship to people who don't really deserve my real friendship. Mm hmm. Hmm. Well, probably the sex for me is like more of a physical thing. I would say for myself of mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just hooking up to hook up. You know, I mean that's just because it's fun. Again, recreational time, right? It's great. It is all fine and dandy till it's not fine and dandy anymore. So. No, I just can look at it and be like, yeah, that's probably not a good thing just to share with everybody for sure. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I, I, I read mm -hmm. that question. But <laughs> You're a very sexual person. I knew you were going to read it that way. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> and this one, again, I don't know if it's going to pertain to you. I'm assuming there's something inside of your little freaky brain. <laughs> uh, have you ever felt like you've met someone at the wrong time? Ugh. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. Man, I really have to think about that. Do you know the answer to yours? Uh, it's something I probably would trying to lie to myself about. <laughs> um, <coughs> yeah. I mean, for I guess how I feel, I think I've I've met somebody at the wrong time before that I think could work out hmm. very well. But they're, they're not in the right headspace, and I probably wasn't in the right headspace as well that's fair so i think it's more so on them because I, I i probably could have pulled myself out of it for sure there's definitely i would have definitely gave it a chance but yeah i think i think i've met someone at the wrong time mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's going to be the one but i think i've met somebody with the with good potential mm -hmm. at the wrong time yeah i mean <laughs> probably i guess it's funny like trying to name someone specific I guess the uh, girl I've talked about it on here before, the like first, like closest thing to love I had, you know, met mm -hmm. before even Tinder came out, you know, at the Fort Collins Club. Really cool. We were good friends, would hang out, you know, met naturally. Everything kind of happened naturally. So, but at the time, you know, I was 22, 23, and I had all my friends, and I had partying and fun. And I was like, oh, hell no. Monogamy? Fuck no. Like, now, of course, that I'm older. Looking back on it, how I would have done things differently, I'd probably be fucking married to that woman, honestly. Mm. It was another life circumstance where I wasn't given the opportunities I was, and I didn't have the group of friends I did, and again, just where my brain was at. Yeah, she was great. Um, and I don't know if she listens to this, but you know, I, I really appreciate like how good I have it, obviously, and how hard most other people have it, and. You know, again, especially when you are committing to a girl in some fashion and it's a girl or it's a, you know, you're a guy she really wants to be with. I mean, it's tough, man. Like if you're that guy and you're sleeping around, even if it's recreational and they tell you it's recreational, man, I think it's so damaging. Guys like me doing that shit personally. So. 
How does that make you feel to think about <laughs> about somebody you possibly could have seen yourself marrying, but you're not with that person? <clears throat> I'm okay with it because I know the characteristics that made that person that person. Knowing each person is different. And at the end of the day, you got to make it work. There's no perfect someone. I know that. It's two people making it work. And there's certain qualities and characteristics in people that I can make it work with. And then there's others that I can't. And just who I am. I'm out batshit nuts, obviously. So someone that accepts that and is okay with it. And, uh, you know, but again, still taking it slow. I mean, mm-hmm. I think we're getting so rushed today. It's like you got to, everyone needs to chill the fuck out. Like what is in your immediate surrounding? And just like what can you do to like just better your life every day? You know, not. Oh, I gotta be swiping. I gotta be, I gotta be looking. I gotta be looking at porn and liking all these asses on Instagram. It's like fuck. I, I mean, you could do that, I guess, but it's like torching everyone's brain. It seems mm. at this point. So, oh, it's got a flamethrower on it. <laughs> Tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's one thing you wish you could experience again for the first time? Experience again for the first time. Mm-hmm. This is a lighthearted one, but it's also yeah, kind of kind of deep. deep. Man, now right, you go if you know. No. <laughs> oh man, the one thing I wish I could experience again for the first time. That's actually, I would probably say if I'm gonna go off the first thing that comes in my head is probably falling in love, because hmm. it was such a falling in love the way I did. I think that was such a strong fucking feeling that I never. I never thought that I would ever experience. Mm-hmm. I'm very appreciative that I even got to feel that because most people, some people in life never get to experience what at least feeling like you're in love is. That's true. And so I would, I wish I could experience falling in love again for the first time. Yeah. You know, I, uh, I'm going to keep mine a little simpler. Um, it's, I remember we used, I used to like fish a lot as a kid. It would probably be like the first time I caught a fish. You know, I don't remember it was right around like my son's age, six, seven. And I just remember being like, thought it was so cool. It's like, oh shit. Like I just caught a fish and I know it was a very exciting, accomplishing feeling, accomplished feeling. I felt good about myself and what I was doing. And, um, yeah. That would be that would be a cool experience catching too, that to fish. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's a it's not a bad one at all. I mean, I I can't feel what that's like yeah. at all. I have no idea. I've caught a fish before. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> but it doesn't mean it's not bad. <clears throat> Ooh, oh, this is a this one is a <laughs> really good one. I like it anyway because it's simple, but it's very thought provoking. What's a small action that tells you a lot about a person's character? Hmm. A small action that tells a lot. That's a great fucking question. <laughs> I think how how they how they introduce themselves, how mm. they how they meet someone, mm. you know, uh, for male or you know male or female, you know, is it like you know confident handshake, timid high, no say, like kind of eyes down, you know? I think that did it say character? Is yep. that what we said? Uh, character. Okay. I, and some people are just shy, so maybe not character. I don't know. What's yours? Um, mine would be their curiosity. Hmm. So, like, do they are they curious about you? Do they ask questions? I think if you're somebody who only talks about yourself, that you're pretty just into yourself and you don't really care 
about other people. But if you like ask me questions, it lets me know that you're actually interested at least getting to know me or you're just really good at talking and you have no care. But I think I think that tells me a lot about who you are. Again, because we can go into the whole, like for me, dating. There's like two women that I can think of that have ever actually, actually asked me questions. Mm-hmm. Other than that, any woman, like six-month relationship I was in. Mm-hmm. There's never any questions <laughs> asked to me, dude. There might have been two or three questions in six months that were actually asked. And so... I mean, it goes with men too. Like, is a guy asking me questions? Does that mean like are they actually trying to be friends then? Right. It let it lets me know because if I I can't really hang out with people who don't ask questions because mm-hmm. I'm such a curious person myself that I also want someone to be curious about me. And I feel like I'm saying curious very wrong <laughs> every time I say it. It's got me self conscious about it now. No, you're saying it right. <laughs> I keep trying to say people say I say uh, cougars wrong. Coors. It's Coors. 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 It's, Everyone here says Coors. It's two yeah. O's. Coors. Uh-huh. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's Coors. <laughs> oh, another good one. Oh, Devontae, I'm so good. What is what is one underrated quality you find attractive in a person? Underrated quality mm-hmm. you that I personally find, find attractive. attractive. Yeah. Their ability to understand the other person, to mm-hmm. to actually reflect of like, oh shit, this is how this person feels. If I don't necessarily feel that way, but this person feels this way, mm-hmm. you know, and and that you can look outside yourself, and that people are are very different with how they see the world and how they view things, and that it's okay. That's a great answer. That's probably my answer as well. Is someone who's open minded and actually able to. <clears throat> consciously think and understand other people Mm -hmm. i think it's just the understanding of a different perspective than your own is so attractive Mm -hmm. so attractive because if you're just stuck with your own opinion and you're just oh that's right and like oh no you're a misogynistic pig blah 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 blah. we've had this before right Mm -hmm. and i i told you (laughs) this girl that we talked to and she was just not hearing anything either of us were trying to say. <laughs> and I I remember I told you, I was like, she is the ugliest person I've ever... She is on the lowest level of attractability to me. Because like she was so close-minded, not trying to hear anything, not trying to see anybody's perspective. It's like, Jesus Christ, you you can't... Un- you ain't, you're not even choosing to try to understand. Mm-hmm. A different perspective you can still believe your own but if you can sit there and be like oh i can see where you think that i'm like damn that's that's <laughs> fucking hot as shit yeah that is hot as shit i agree but she is she doesn't listen to this i won't say her name but god she is so unattractive that is repulsive actually it's very repulsive it's a lot of people Men and women. But I feel bad. I feel bad for her, too. The fact that she's so... It's like people here in Fort Collins particularly hate on a particular political affiliation because of them being closed-minded. Quotations around closed-minded because not all of them are. But it's like you're literally the exact same thing (laughs) with how closed-minded you are. 
like here soon you're going to be the one that's in this political affiliation because of how close-minded you are about this idea now hmm. but when this idea what we talk about comes up that we've brought up to you later on in life you're like oh those kids don't know what the fuck they're talking about <laughs> blah 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 you've officially become the person that you said you hate yeah crazy how the wheel turns on you yeah but again i think she's very unintelligent which is why she's not she's not able to even catch that about herself damn i'm roasting her without (laughs) really meaning to but that's truly how i feel so let's get into something fun uh when was the last time you felt like a kid shit when i have been with a kid been with my kid Mm. apps like riding teaching to ride bikes reading to him you know take him to the water park all that stuff you know that's um yeah it's like you're a kid again it's cool Hmm. which makes sense you know (laughs) i feel like a fucking kid all the time well that's good i'm proud of you most of the time i feel like a fucking kid i feel like a kid whenever i am in my car and i'm singing very badly but I can't hear myself singing very badly, so I think I'm sounding very good. I feel like a kid then. I feel like a kid whenever the sun is coming up early in the morning. And I'm just sitting there looking at the sky. I feel like a child. Very appreciative. I feel like a, I feel like a kid whenever I'm working out sometimes because it it's almost like the same as playing football for me because it's the only thing that I do now very consistently. Like I used to play football. Uh, I feel like a kid whenever I'm just laughing with friends just hanging out with friends and I look for all those little moments to make me feel like a kid so all the time how I think is already <laughs> childlike so yes yeah yeah well it's good <laughs> that's not a bad thing it's awesome man I never said it was a bad thing motherfucker <laughs> I know <laughs> I know it's not alright what is one thing people always get wrong about you <laughs> Well, that these people that listen to this podcast or not don't listen to this podcast. Well, let's just go with the people that you've met in life. Yeah. It makes it a lot easier. Um, I think it's funny when uh, people always say, like, why don't you have a girlfriend? You know, I mean, I've the last 10 years, so many people would ask me that because I was perpetually single, obviously. And, uh, you know, I was just like, oh, like, basically my old response was like, why was why would a man with a functioning penis basically be with one woman? And, uh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's really, was really surprising to people. And I get it now. I'm just like, yeah, I, I hacked out. I was like, oh, I found this is way more stimulating than this. So it's a lot more fun just to have fun. And, uh, so I think that's always surprising to people. I get it. I think if I was born in any other circumstances, they would be right. Of course I'd be with, you know, I would have been with someone years ago, you know, so I know myself. People thinking that you're the relationship type. Absolutely. I wonder <laughs> I wonder why that is, though. Because mine, I have a couple, but more recently I think I found out that people think I'm a player. Yeah. That's what's funny is they think you're the player. Right. Yeah. And it's like... And I'm the relationship guy. I'm so far from a player. It's crazy. And I am the absolute <laughs> player. Which most people... I don't think yes about me. He's very un- an unassuming player. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, I, you have to be. I mean, I get it. In, in my work setting, if if I'm, 
you know, if I participate there in an egregious way, which I have at the Fort Collins Club, it, it does not end well. I mean, that's a, what's so crazy about the internet because what that did was allow me to go outside my social circle. That's what's creating essentially this polygamous culture we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're coming into. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I didn't realize I came off as a player until, I guess, until I moved to Colorado somewhat. Because nobody back home would tell me I'm a fucking player. I can promise you that. That's funny. Because I'm, I'm just not, dude. I know you're not. Just you're not. smart, and that honestly is smart. That That is going to prove to be very positive for you in the long run, mm-hmm. actually. I mean, like, so. I can I can get women. That's not the problem. It's just that I, I turn most of them down. Like, I just don't. I just don't feel like And you like don't want offer. to do it recreationally like me. Yeah. You, you know, know, it is like it's something I've thought about recently. While being uh celibate mm-hmm. for almost a year now is okay one yeah i'm hypersexual but two what was the what's another reason why i'm deciding to do this and turn down women mm-hmm. and i think it's due to not my six month relationship that i had but the one before then mm-hmm. in that i wasn't a good person to her with some of the things that i was doing and uh the main reason that was going to break up with her was because I was like, man, I'm really reminding myself of my father right now. Damn, that's deep. Yeah, I was, and I, t- I told her that. I was like, I'm re- reminding myself of my dad, and I refuse to be him. And I was not a good person. I never put my hands on her. That's just not something I'll ever do. But I was doing other things that are not me. And I, I could sit there and I could recognize. I was like, man, I'm really turning into my dad right now in certain ways and so being celibate i realized that the reason why i'm turning them down is because i don't want to be like my father because i'll get into this this cycle of just like sleeping around mm-hmm. and then that's what happens right and then it, yeah. <laughs> i'm not when am i going to be able to stop it that's if i meet stop. <laughs> right if i meet someone who is right for me yeah and how do I focus on just them? And it's like, man, I have you and I want you, mm-hmm. but then I have all these other girls that I want to play around with. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. Correct. And so <laughs> to avoid being my father, I think this is a very smart thing for me. And I just realized this That's so maybe funny. a couple of days ago. That's so funny to me because I'm doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be my father, mm-hmm. a divorce attorney, monogamous relationship guy. Growing up in the suburbs of Cherry Creek, you know, going to work to provide for his family, working his ass off at a job he hates to make money for his family. And I was like, fuck that. Like, fuck monogamy and fuck living in Cherry Creek in a cookie cutter house somewhere. Like, yeah, man, I, I wanted to be everything but that. And I guess I have. And, uh, you know, now I can look at it and be like, eh, all right, I, I can be, you know, I'm not going to not be myself, but I need to put fucking boundaries around this fucking uncaged mm-hmm. motherfucker. So it's been nice. I mean, it's been really beneficial doing this podcast, learning more about myself. Just being like, okay, what am I going to do in these moments now moving forward? Cause that's all we can do. Mm-hmm. That's interesting that yours is, we're both doing the exact same thing <laughs> just from different very lenses different, very different lenses super interesting right <laughs> it's pretty cool no i think that's <laughs> both trying to avoid being our father 
<laughs> in a in a way, in a way. right? In a way, mm-hmm. for me, almost every single way. <laughs> yeah, mine not every single one. My dad's a great guy, hardworking. I mean, he was really good to my mom. You know, just because I don't want to live in the suburbs of Denver doesn't mean I can't take attributes of his mm. um, and, and carry it with me and learn from their relationship and just be like, okay, what works, what doesn't? How am I going to raise my son? How much opportunity am I going to give him? How much out the muck he going to get? How much, you know, all of these things factor into how we behave now. Because, mm. again, I'm kind of going back in time where it's like, no, I think men should be the leader of, you know, traditional one-man, one-woman households. And that, um, you know, you, you have to make your kids understand there are consequences to their actions. No matter how well you do, you cannot just pay for all their school. You can't buy them new cars. You can't. You can't do that stuff for them. You have to make them really earn it. And, um, you know, it ultimately will, will will make their lives better in the long run. Letting them really feel that burn. Um, because we live in way too convenient of a time now. It's like uh, I'm reverting back to like, oh, shit, we've made it so convenient. It's like we almost got to make it harder now. You got to have that discipline to be like, oh, man, like no hub today. Oh man, whatever, whatever you're no fucking video games, whatever you're struggling with. And we see all these fucking men and women struggle with it. Mm-hmm. What are you going to limit today and, and try to make your life a little step outside of your comfort zone? That's what this is all about. You know, it's like, if you're addicted to dating apps, like I was stop using that you're, or porn or whatever. Stop. If you're addicted to video games, stop doing that. You know, not to change the topic too much and not to be very racist, <laughs> But you with this hood on right now makes you look like the kid from The Grudge. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's kind of fucking with me a little bit, dude. Is it? Yeah, because your eyes, like, you can only see, like, the darks of your eyes right now. I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Fuck. I like that. That's oh, awesome. dude. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. All right, two more questions. Okay. All right, just because I think these are the two great ones. How does your life now compare to the life you imagined when you were a kid? I didn't even imagine where my life would be. I was just living in the moment so much, like just trying to have fun. I mean, we're talking from high school to college. So I I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'd be like, whoa, fuck. Like eh, I would do things a lot differently. Hmm. I mean, that's not meant to be like, oh, I want to just go back in time. It's okay. I look at that as, oh, what, this is what I would tell 21-year-old Eric, or if he could see this, like, okay, well, how is he going to behave moving forward? Because my actions are only now and forward. I can't go back in time. I can't unmake a child, you know? So, yeah, that's it. How does your life now compare to the life you imagined when you were a kid? Uh, it's different. <laughs> that's for sure. I definitely thought I would be in the NFL right now. I don't. I didn't think I'd be in Colorado, but I knew that I wasn't going to be in Illinois. And as a fact, I always knew I was not going to be in Illinois. Mm-hmm. I thought, oh shit, yeah, damn, dude, it's very different. Actually, I thought that I would have probably two kids by now. Damn, I'd have two kids. I'd be. I would have been married by twenty-five. Mm-hmm. We would have had a house. Yeah, I definitely would have been a father by now. And married. <laughs> if you ask little Devante. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely a different view. Yeah. That's no, definitely different. I never really thought about that. All right. 
Last question. This one's probably a little emotional, but that is okay. Uh, what will you miss the most about your parents once they're gone? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, man, dude, that's fucking hard for me. Mm-hmm. We all know how close I am with my parents. Mm. They're very selfless people, you know. Yeah, man, the most selfless people I've ever met. That would, uh, you don't see that as much anymore, mm. especially in our generation. It's a bummer. So that would be, that would be it for me. Is that ever something you think about? <sighs> Only since Oh man, dude! Probably the last two years. Mm-hmm. You know, my mom retiring, my dad getting older, and then obviously him getting cancer. So yeah, it's funny because if you were to meet my entire family, you would think we're all a decade younger than we really are. Mm. You know, my parents are pushing. I mean, shit, they're mid sixties. Me and my sister, I'm pushing mid thirties. She's early thirties. And if you were, we all got together, you'd be like, oh, like parents are fifties, kids are in their twenties for sure. And um, but at the end of the day, like you can't beat time. Mm-hmm. You know, we ain't going to be here forever. So, no, you cannot stay as useful as you can for as long as you can. <laughs> How about you? I would probably miss, I don't know, probably miss seeing the similarities. This is going to sound weird. Seeing the similarities that my mom and I have. Um, just <laughs> like, there's certain things I didn't realize I got from her until she did them. And I was like, holy fuck, like I do that. <clears throat> like my mom was using the bathroom one time and I was in the living room and she just like randomly starts making noises. And I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> I do that all the time. Uh, how she stands sometimes. Like I call it her flamingo stance, but like she'll put her hands on her hips <laughs> Like this, if anyone's ever seen the Grinch whenever he's at the top of Mount Crumpus and he puts his hands like kind of folded on his hips, that's kind of how my mom stands, except she <laughs> locks her fucking legs out so hard. It's crazy. Like they're going backwards. <laughs> <laughs> and like sometimes I stand, we were standing in the kitchen one time and I looked at my mom and she was standing like that with her hands on her hips, like kind of folded. And I looked down at myself and I was standing like that. I was like, Jesus, I think it's just a, I think it's kind of a beautiful thing to see what you picked up from what I've picked up from my mother without ever noticing it and just kind of realizing how much of her is actually in me. And it's, it's something I think a lot of us take for granted sometimes are like the little things that are just like, I don't even, they're not even like genetic, but like you just, you just do them and you guys are the exact same. You're like, damn, this is my mom. Like. I think that's something I'll miss for sure because we're both kind of goofy and neither of us give a fuck what anyone thinks about us. We just are us. Hmm. And I think that's a, I think that's a really cool thing to have with your parent because neither of you really get embarrassed because you just don't care Hmm. at all. But I think it's the similarities and like, hopefully I have kids before she passes away because I think it'd be great to, to see if any of my kids pick up some of her traits. I think that would be awesome. That's a hard thing not to get emotional about. I can promise <laughs> no, you that. That's that's <laughs> tough, man. Fuck. That's a good... I think that's a really good question. I that's a that's tough most, question. It is a tough question because there's not just one thing, but it's kind of the first thing that kind of comes to your mind. Oh. Whenever you think about it, it's like, oh, what is it? Yours is selflessness. Mine is the similarities that you pick up without realizing it. And I think people need to have an appreciation 
for your parent or your parents, whoever raised you mm-hmm. properly, I think we got to have an appreciation for them. Because that shit's not easy. No, fuck no. And there's no perfect way to do it. There's no answer. In the end, you're, yeah, you'll are you you'll have failed because there is no perfection. And yeah. my parents understand that. No, you know, there is no perfection. Yeah. And, you know, I have, to, I have to remind myself of that going into being a parent, obviously. It's like, you know, there is no perfection. I'm easing myself into it. I'm living my life still. I'm letting myself feel it, you know, take it in, how crazy it is. And um, just being okay with the situation of it happened. It was a very different point in my life, and it's okay, mm. you know. Um, Got to remember that your uh, your parents have a life, too. <laughs> and no one told them really how to do this. And they just... Yeah, I have to think about it as, like, me now. Mm-hmm. Like, if I just had a kid, like, I had this whole life before my kid showed up. Mm-hmm. And I just have to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And you you forget when you're younger. I don't think you realize it until, you, until you're out in the world yourself that you realize, like, oh, my, my mom is just a human, too. Mm-hmm. She had this whole life before I even came into it and she stopped her life to take care of me and us yeah it's a tough thing to think about for a child because you to her i remember one time they asked me what's your mom's name i was like what the fuck do you mean <laughs> what's your mom's name motherfucker <laughs> shit and i think it's cool do you have any questions that you thought of while we were, i was asking these no but i'll have to come up with my own list i like this <laughs> i do like this segment this I, has been fun no i think this is really good i think this was needed too actually i think these are questions Neither of us have ever really thought about. Mm-mm. And I, I, That's I, not that last one. <laughs> oh, yeah. I wonder if anybody who's listening has thought about these. You know, I think if you're listening to these and you haven't answered these for yourself before, ask yourself these, write them down. I'd, I'd be curious to hear. I'd be very curious to hear what, what your uh, responses are, what your answers are. You know, and if you like this segment, too, because this is something different, uh, let us know. Give us some comments. Let us know if you want us to keep this and like do this once a month or once every two months or something. Because I think it would be kind of cool to just break down sometimes and just ask ourselves some deep, pro- thought-provoking questions that we haven't thought of. So I liked it, man. That was really nice. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I have good ideas sometimes. It's good uh, shit. So we do appreciate everyone who listens. Again, go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, you can follow us on pretty much every social media. We're just less tech, more neck type of sin. You'll find us. Also, whatever platform you listen to us on, go leave a review. Go leave a review. Also, you can interact with us on the Instagram. It's me controlling it. I will reply to you if you send something in. If you just have a question, ask it. I will respond. Or if you want something for us to ask on the podcast, feel free. Share. We will definitely try to get it on if we if we really can. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's keep it fun. We love you guys. Keep it fun and lighthearted. This has been Less Tech, More Neck. See you guys later. Oh. Less Tech, More Neck. Mm, y'all hear what I say. Less Tech, More Neck. For your mother and your brother, we gonna hear from Eric and Devontae. It's strange times and these are strange days and it's strange people living strange ways. So we expect... Let's take my neck.